My name is Abhay Dandekar, and I share conversations with talented and interesting individuals linked to the global Indian and South Asian community. It's informal and informative, adding insights to our evolving cultural expressions, where each person can proudly say, trust me, I know what I'm doing. Hi, everyone. On this episode of Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing, we share a conversation with musician, recording artist, and rapper, Ballavi, a.k.a. Fijiana. Stay tuned. You know, it's no secret that all of us likely straddle that border between risk and security in many areas of our lives, and in some ways, threading the proverbial eye of that needle requires precision, instinct, and sometimes impeccable timing. And speaking of impeccable timing, thank you so much for listening to this and for sharing it with your friends and family, for rating, downloading, and subscribing wherever you get your podcasts, and for following Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing on social media at Dr. Abhaydarndekar. Now for me as a listener, I found that musical creativity is a great mode to channel the very personal expression of self-discovery. Through that gray boundary of risk and security, especially for those who are personally finding themselves artistically, emotionally, and culturally. Like many of us, musical and lyrical performance as an art is ever-evolving and blending and integrating new themes and motifs. And finding success or even sparks of innovation really may require a strong sense of self-awareness and faith in taking risks and being bold to strengthen and secure your presence as an artist and as a community member. Thankfully, to shine more light on this, I was joined recently for a conversation by musician, artist, and rapper, Ballavi, a.k.a. Fijiana. Ballavi was born in Fiji and grew up in Richmond, California. Now, being an American Indo-Fijian, living in predominantly Black and Latino neighborhoods, influences came in many directions and perspectives. Her journey has been nuanced and complex, of seeking an identity that is blessed with so many backgrounds and yet challengingly has to often weave through the edges and margins of feeling included. Hip-hop, rhythm and blues, singing and rap became her expressive vehicles to get through this journey, a persona transformation manifested as Pallavi, aka Fijiana. Her style and presentation exude empowerment and confidence, being equally declarative while intentionally aware of Indo-Fijian history and Bollywood influences and disruptive of stereotypes and misguided norms, speaking both to the diaspora and of course everyone else. Singles that are thoughtful and playful like Identity, Direction, and Sonskari Ho, and her first EP, Thirst, all showcase the multiple dimensions of an emerging artist. She just released a single called What I Need, and a new single titled Touch Me will be out on February 10th. We caught up recently and fittingly, since we aren't far from each other here in the East Bay, decided to meet and chat last month. And I wanted to first know some of the specifics of what it felt like to be an artist like her in this moment. What does it actually feel like to be an Indo-Fijian American artist in her 20s from Richmond at this moment? Wow, it's so specific. <laughs> it feels, it's like a, a lot of different feelings, I think the main feeling I've been feeling currently is stressful. Mm. It feels very, you know, like I've been putting in work for quite a while and you're you're not entitled to anything. Like 
things come at their time and you have to continuously put in work but i feel like just on the moment there on the journey there are moments where you just feel a bit more tired than others in in that way do you feed sometimes off of that stressful energy where it like motivates you a little bit or um do you have to hit the reset button especially creatively yeah i i was at a session yesterday and i think what i'm going through right now is transformation because like when i'm feeling this way it's like an indicator like oh i need to to fix something within myself or <clears throat> not fix but like shift something mm. in order to feel more embodied in myself and in my art so i think just in that process of like trying to find that i'm trying to you know get there get there right <laughs> yeah well i mean is it that do you need periods like this that feel kind of less settled in order for you to you know kind of take charge and feel more empowered and get back into some sort of rhythm or groove yeah i think so i think i think it's moments like this that push me even deeper with my art push me to embody an energy that i feel like i am trying to do and I'm just not able to get there yet but this this restlessness you know is like a catalyst mm. for stepping into a new phase of myself. Do you have you found that at least in the last several years of you developing and creating art that like it's sort of a cycle of like restlessness and creativity and then expression and you know kind of you feel grateful and enjoy it, but then you go back to feeling restless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> completely. And does that, you know, in some ways kind of make the creativity more fun or, or more rewarding in that way? Or do you feel like it's it would be easier if things were more kind of steady stream and, and a little bit less chaotic? I mean, I feel like I'd like for it to be <laughs> <laughs> steady, but that's not very realistic. Yeah. So whatever needs to happen, like, it is going to happen, and I'm happy with that. Almost like feeling content in, in a way that you're you're creative, but you're still restless and hungry um, to create more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, you know, I was thinking about art in general and how it can often be sort of like an expressive response to something. It could be an expressive response to trauma or to oppression, and. Do you see your art and music as a response or more of a proclamation or, or both for that matter? Yeah, both, especially with a lot of the things that I have already done and released. I think a lot of it is, yeah, a response. I'll just feel really deeply about something and I'll like go like really in depth with whatever that is. And, yeah. Um, I feel like the music I've been creating recently has felt less of that response energy. It's felt more of me trying to find myself and like the different voices within me. But I think, yes, the things that have come from me so far have been very... More on the response side. Yeah. Yeah. What, do, do you find one or the other or like even synchronizing or integrating the kind of proclamation and even declaration parts do you find one or more or the other to be you know more enjoyable or for that matter more of a statement of who you are 
I think with each song that I make, like it, it's like a whole process and journey yeah. to making it. And I feel like as long as I feel fully embodied in the process of whatever I'm creating, that's that's when it's good. That's when I feel good. When when you're creating things, whether they you're right in the writing process or you're in the you know kind of production process or in the actual recording process, does, does your creativity and especially when it gets out there and when you start to realize it, how how much of a sense of empowerment do you get from the entire kind of journey with each each song or each production? It can. I, it can. I think for me personally, I find it empowering in different ways, you know, mm-hmm. each. But I don't know if everyone else finds my music empowering. And I don't I don't know, like, there's different opinions. But for me, okay. person, for me personally, yes. Do, do you hope that the in some ways, like, you know, um, and by the way, does that matter if people find it empowering or not like does it no. only does it really matter mostly that you find it empowering yeah i feel like i like sharing my art i think there is like obviously some hope that i hope others can like connect with it and mm. find what they need from it but for the most part i'm making it for me like right. it's something that's stuck here that wants to come out how significant is feedback in this process so like whether it's people who you trust or people who listen to the music and their their feedback to you like how does that how does that actually fuel or how does it even you know matter or not matter when it comes to your creative expression and this kind of sense of empowerment in that way i like objective feedback where on a song someone can like objectively tell me like okay this isn't sounding right you could improve your writing here. You could do this. I like that versus I think your opinion on the actual like concept and things like that. Like I don't think it matters so much because I'm going to do my friends always say this like no matter with what with advice with like music. They're just always like you're going to do what you want to do. And I am. Right. So and has that been kind of a, a even itself an evolutionary journey for you? Like when you were first starting out compared to, you know, now and even going forward, like is there a process to even embracing objective feedback? Yeah, I, I think I've always been pretty good with accepting objective feedback. I think if I can see the logic in what you're saying and I think I'm pretty open minded to hearing people's uh, thoughts so if i can hear the logic in what you're saying even if i don't completely agree with it i can usually hold on to that you're listening to trust me i know what i'm doing after a quick break we'll come back to our conversation with musician recording artist and rapper pallavi aka fijiana stay tuned conversation it's the antidote to apathy and the catalyst for relationships I'm Abhay Dandekar, and I share conversations with global Indians and South Asians, so everyone can say, trust me, I know what I'm doing. New episodes weekly, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hello, everyone. My name is Tam France, and you are listening to Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing. 
Welcome back to Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing. I'm Abhay Dandekar. Let's rejoin our conversation now with Pallavi, a.k.a. Fijiana. You grew up as a, you know, Fijian in a predominantly black and brown community, you know, here in Richmond. And even in Fiji, there is a pretty rich mix of indigenous, of an indigenous community and an Indo-Fijian community. And the Indo-Fijian and other displaced Indian communities are blended throughout the world as well. And, you know, with such an embrace of your identity, is there also kind of with this backdrop, sort of this constant search for it? Yeah, I always, I think for me, you don't feel like Fijian enough. You don't feel Indian enough. There's, there's a lot of just trying to figure out like who I am in this world. There's not like that many of us in a, as a population in general so it's it's a search it's especially like growing up in america away from like both of those identities and trying to find yourself here it's i feel like once i found more of what indo being indo-fijian meant and more of the history of my people i think that brought me a lot closer to being more grounded and rooted in who I am as a human mm. versus before I felt like I'd just be whatever was around me to try and fit in, you know. Do, do you think that um, growing up in a place like Richmond, which has such a very, very diverse community, a strong and very engaged Black and Latino community also, has how is that factored in as an element to kind of constantly being on the search for who you are yeah I think I think um being growing up in Richmond I think that's a big reason why I I did like rap as much as I did because I grew up in a place that you know really honored it it was like the main genre of rap and R&B and then being on a search like for my own identity and you know listening to like Bollywood and you know reggae and just trying to merge all of my worlds together sonically and like through my writing in Um, some ways I wonder if that's the like importance of being an American because like I wonder if if you were living in India or in Fiji yeah Bollywood's kind of ubiquitous. Um, being in Fiji, you may or may not have the same kind of backdrop of R&B and reggae and hip-hop that's informed you so much. And those are kind of purely American art forms in mm-hmm. that way, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Right? <laughs> if I go back to Fiji, it's very clear that I'm American. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know. But then in America, I feel a bit more immigrant Right. than I, I do. So does that make it hard in some ways to declare like who you are as opposed to constantly like thinking like, okay, there's so many elements that I'm still discovering? Yeah, I actually was talking to my friend this morning about this where sometimes I'm in the studio and I'm I'm just confused. Like I don't know where I'm trying to go with something or how much, you know, because I think as well like this a lot of these art forms right like they're not just american they're black they're black art forms mm, yeah and 
trying to be mindful about being in like another culture even if i grew up around it right like it still doesn't make me entitled to the culture how to engage with it in a way that is ethical yeah and respectful respectful yeah. while still you know creating art and saying the things that i want to say and trying to figure that out and sometimes it gets a bit overwhelming yeah. because i i question it a lot where i'm looking at myself and i'm like well is this is this like something i should be doing right you know um but then also deeply loving it and really trying to sharpen the skill and the art form like just trying to make sense of it all like some days are easier than others and yeah does that um kind of love for it is that what brings you eventually away from the confusion yeah i feel like i feel like the confusion is like expressed through it you know like the more i make music the more i feel closer to myself the more i feel mm. able to like transmute a lot of different kinds of emotions like it feels really healing and powerful so i've heard you mention that that much of your expression is sexual spiritual and political mm. and are these the kind of necessary elements of being a samskari ho i guess i guess so uh, <laughs> yeah samskari ho that was just like a silly a silly name um for this song i feel like after identity a lot of people wanted to see me be very continuously political in my um like use your voice yeah almost. in yeah. my expression of like my indo-fijian identity and <clears throat> i think that's important i think i'm always going to have that cuz like i am indo-fijian at the end of the day like yeah. no matter what i do but i kind of wanted to switch over to i made direction after identity which was more so like a spiritual proclamation of like you know you think that you know me but i'm only your projection and then yeah. from there i went sanskari ho where i wanted to be really overtly sexual because i feel like at least in my community i've felt very shamed mm. for being as open as i am as a person and so i wanted to make something to be like I don't care. Right. Like I don't care what you guys are saying. Like I'm willing to do this in yeah. front of everybody. Putting it out there. Yeah. And for me, I find empowerment in different ways through all of these different forms. Like I don't I don't want to just be like this one voice for one thing. The one thing that kind of came up for me in thinking about that was I imagine that all thing all those things like put together, those are kind of the core qualities of who you are. and they also have a lot of universal appeal like no matter to what community or what person there's sort of like these binding factors of humanity that like people are attracted to that because they are you know really universal elements of of humanity yeah and like i feel artists which i think artists are doing a better job with these days but artists are very boxed into representing like that one thing and it it bothers me so much cuz <laughs> there's just so much to us as yeah. humans like you couldn't possibly understand one person through like one song how, how do you get away from that 
because you know it, it's tough, right? I mean, artists being boxed in and being defined, and trying to you know not necessarily be confined by how the market or a brand necessarily um, tags you. How do you how do you get away from sometimes what those? You just make everything, and then you release it. Like I I I knew people wanted more identity after identity, mm. but I. I'm not here to please everyone. Right. I'm here to do what I want to do. Is it in um, a very consumer-driven world, is it easier to have universal appeal and put stuff out there that may, you know, be so many different elements of who you are? Or is it in some ways different or better to be very specific and perfect that and really drill home what that persona is? Hmm. I think I think for different people it works differently. I think artists too they have eras where they are a specific energy and then they'll come out with a different energy and mm. we kind of follow them through their their ride. ups and downs yeah. their journey, yeah. Because artists also do not remain constant. So you're going to have to put out a persona of something. Yeah. And then look back at it in a week or two and be like, "Well, actually I don't connect with that anymore." Um, I think you just keep going, keep creating stuff. Like I don't have the blueprint, you know. There's um, there's so many ways to exist in the world, mm. and I'm just trying to follow one that I think works for me. You're listening to Trust Me. I know what I'm doing. After a quick break, we'll come back to our conversation with musician, recording artist, and rapper Pallavi, aka Fijiana. Stay tuned. Every story told is a lesson learned, and every lesson learned is a story waiting to be told. I'm Abhay Dandekar, and I share conversations with global Indians and South Asians so everyone can say, trust me, I know what I'm doing. New episodes weekly, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hello, I'm Ahilya Bamru. I am an actor, a content creator, singer, and writer, and you're listening to Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing. Welcome back to Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing. I'm Abhay Dandekar. Let's rejoin our conversation now with Pallavi, a.k.a. Fijiana. I wanted to ask you this. When someone hears your music, maybe for the first time, or they see you perform for the first time, for them, what do you think they're most surprised by? Um, The confidence, I guess. I'm pretty soft-spoken and not this idea that people have like just on a personal level because yeah. I think for my music people have an idea of someone who's like just a lot more which I am as well but with people I'm more comfortable with right. to people I don't really know I'm kind of just I'm pretty introverted I'm pretty quiet yeah but, but then when they see you up on stage or they're listening to their to your music yeah um they may get a, a slightly different impression and so is, is that the biggest surprise for them I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Does that ever manifest? Uh, I mean, it can be a pleasant surprise, and then for others, it could be like a hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a little jarring, or that's yeah. a little bit, you know, of a. I was shocker. talking to this artist recently who was at my show, and there was a lot of people who don't necessarily um, connect with me. Yeah. Or my music, and it could just be the music, like I. I don't want to project all these random things. Sure. But um, 
there are a level of people that are saying how uncomfortable it is to see a brown woman be as like sexual or bold in the ways that I can be I don't think the world um, sees that as much as they should yeah and I can be jarring for some people due to that how much does that matter to you sometimes it matters like I'm not I'm sensitive you know I see all the comments I see things and so I think it matters to me in those moments sometimes when I'm receiving the backlash of these things but then I kind of remember like I kind of I signed up for this sure like I know what I'm doing I know what I'm making yeah like this is a side question in that way um eventually do you hope that the idea that someone is jarred by that or finds it to be either offensive or out of place for a brown woman to be bold in their sexuality in their expression do you hope that one day that that just is not as i guess prominent as it as it could be or or that as it is right now and that it just sort of fades and becomes sort of like a you know why is this shocking or surprising to anyone yes of course yeah of course and i'm definitely like not the only you know brown like i'm sure there's a lot of brown women that are doing the same thing and sure they're getting a lot of criticism for it yeah. and yeah I, what make what accelerates the process to help make that go away i feel like the more we normalize it the more it's like in your face yeah. right like i i say a lot with um because like my my latest project thirst was more so like sexually driven sensually driven and i don't as an individual i don't think hypersexuality is the uh, is the way to be mm-hmm. even though it's a lot in my music but i do think there's a level of we've been in one way as a society for so long that the pendulum has to kind of swing the other way before we can reach some kind of like equilibrium yeah yeah that like you know there's always going to be these kind of rocks of the pendulum until they hit some sort of steady state there's a line from the first track on thirst that says would you love me if it was dangerous i love that you brought that up (laughs) (laughs) do you think audiences in some ways need to take a risk when they're exploring your work or even to sort of in some ways embrace your work yeah i do i think i'm very honest in my writing i usually write like things i actually will say or do (laughs) right it's not it's the real deal Mm -hmm. um and i mean you know for for audiences to do that is there a in some ways an element of of trust that they have to develop in that too right like i'm willing to take that risk and listen and explore and embrace your work that much more yeah i guess i haven't even thought of that but yeah i guess they do they do and so then you know with that right they they're they know they're taking a risk or they would like to take a risk they they tend to trust you and your music and that they sort of have and identified with it and you know are compelled to listen that much more 
What's the next step from that then? Um, you know, beyond just the sort of intro into the music, is there a deeper sort of way to, you know, explore and get into that? Um, I feel like, I feel like currently it's the live shows to, you know, come see me and see the world I'm essentially trying to put on for the audience. Yeah. But I feel like, I feel like with the music that's coming more so now is like the most vulnerable I've been in music. I feel like so far I've been, I've been vulnerable in the way of like allowing myself to make such ludicrous statements that I'm willing to get, you know, stones thrown at me for speaking up and making very like big claims about certain things. But I think the things coming are much more vulnerable with me as an individual. And I think that will, I'll be able to really connect deeper with an audience through that. Is there a risk or even limits to that vulnerability or, you know, kind of sharing your identity and your exploration of identity, at least artistically? Yeah, you get you get a lot of criticism when you put art out, especially if it's controversial, which most of the things I do have tended to be so far. Mm. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a risk. <laughs> how, how do you how do you manage that that risk in some ways? Like, does that ever become a barrier for you? I'm the fear of not doing things is much greater than the fear of doing something and failing or embarrassing myself or you know I think I just have to do things I if I don't then I'm responsible for my life and what happens in it I wanted to ask you this and we kind of talked about this in the very beginning but like you know as you are Puja and Bodlevi and Fijiana do you see your identifiers I mean, even just as a proxy of your name, as an evolution, or are they just different facets that seem to be getting pulled out? I feel like they're different facets that get pulled out, but within those, those facets in itself can evolve. You know, like Fijiana, who she was three years ago, that version of her is very different now. You know, Pooja's also consistently growing. But they all still kind of stay in their own little pockets. Right. I wonder, is there a way to kind of gracefully um, mature and age as an artist? Um, figuring that out, yeah. actually. <laughs> I think about that. I think, right, like artists, the beauty of artists is that they kind of go where their heart takes them. They explore that and they come back with some piece of like, the journey they've been on and I think as long as I do that with integrity and I'm being honest and true and just conveying like what's in my heart I think I think that's what it is well I know so many who are grateful for that journey and riding along with you but let me thank you so much for for joining us what a treat and hopefully we can do it again sometime yeah thank you thanks so much Balavi. 
And you know, just a quick plug that wherever you are and with whatever community you vibe with, find the local art and the local rhythm and please support it vigorously because you know, the rewards are definitely far reaching. Be safe, protest peacefully, make your voice heard. Until next time, I'm Abhaydar Nikhat.